Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. During the teen years, there is so much going on. Your child is becoming more and more like an adult, and your role as a parent is becoming more and more hands-off, I hope. This is John Fuller with Danny Huerta, who leads our parenting and youth department here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, when a teen acts like they don't want you around, is it possible that actually they do want you around? <laughs> there are moments, right? There are moments where they want <laughs> you around more than others. Good qualifier there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're expanding their connections. I mean, they have more friendships. They're, they're more, more interests that they're exploring. Uh, more autonomy, independence, to be able to explore some of those interests. That's very healthy and wonderful. And sometimes that's threatening for us as parents. To to st- we take it more as rejection rather than growth. And so make sure you're processing that, separating out correctly. Now, if a child comes and wants to connect with you, you you may have a lot of things going on as well, and may not have time for that. And realize, the less you have time for that, the less they'll come. Uh, so I remember recently my, my son, uh, right before I was going to bed, it was late. I think it was past 11. I was ready for bed. This is when teenagers want to talk about That's right. If and you don't said, have teens yet, just get ready to lose <laughs> sleep again. It was getting close to midnight, so it was closer to midnight than 11. Huh. And he said, uh, Dad, can, can I ask you something? Uh, and he's been now very intentionally dating this, this young woman, and we've talked all along the way. And he said, Dad, I just, I just have some questions. I don't understand this. Do you have Do you have a moment? Oh, you don't dare say no to no, that. No, and half, half my brain was saying you need to go to bed. You know, <laughs> and the other the other side said, "All right, you need to stop and be available." And I, I wanted to be able to to listen carefully, but my mind was tired. Uh, but what a rich opportunity! I said, "Hey, let's just go down into the basement and just close the door and just have our time." to talk through this. And he appreciated that. I got some water and, and just wanted to make it a real official, we're going to hang out here and talk. And he had some great questions about how to interpret what his girlfriend was doing at the time to make sure he was emotionally interpreting it correctly. Mm. And I, I really uh, gave him uh, what I could at that moment and also uh, prayed for him afterwards. And in the moment, I said, this is fantastic. First of all, son, thanks for trusting me enough to approach mm-hmm. me and to ask. This is very special to me. This has made my day, even though it's almost the end of the day. Yeah. It's made my day to have this opportunity with you. What a great invitation. I love the invitation. Thank you. And uh, he said, okay. And, and then we, we had that time together. So as a parent, those moments may come in and respond to them, or you may need to create them. Observing your child, if you see a shift of emotions... And maybe something has happened at school. Say, hey, is there something that you, you, you'd want to talk about? I, I'll make myself available. We can grab something or we can, we can take a walk and, and talk through this. Yeah. So you can also create that point of connection with your team. Well, we're going to hear more now about um, having a good, solid conversation with your kids about healthy relationships as uh, we hear from Dr. Kara Powell, who spoke with Jim Daly and me about what it looks like to do what Danny just said, positively influence your child um, while also encouraging their independence. Parents really play a key role in, in helping their children build healthy relationships as they get older. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also a time when your your children become more interested in talking about things like dating and marriage. We've seen that with our boys. Yeah. I mean, the older they get, 
the more engaged they are to talk about these things. Yeah. I'm seeing it in my 18 year old big time yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, we're having those man to man discussions. It's a little scary, actually. He's like no longer my boy. Yeah. He's my co man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he bringing up the conversation with you? Or yeah, I can. He... It can yeah. go both ways. Yeah. yeah. But I love it. That's awesome. But it's like, it's a little frightening for me as yeah. dad. It's yeah. a little uh, unnerving, but yeah. it's good. Yeah. It's a healthy thing. But in that context, especially for that that middle ground area, probably, you know, 16 to say 23, mm-hmm. those can be difficult conversations. Mm-hmm. How did you and your husband, Dave, manage that so far yeah, with yeah. your kids? Yeah. Well, I, I think in some ways the ideal is to lay a good foundation for having those conversations even earlier. Right. So that. it's not coming out of left field. Yeah, so, like, whoa, mom, why are you talking about that with me now? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, so, you know, how Dave and I handled that when our kids were in middle school is we didn't want it just to be one conversation about sex. We wanted it to be a series of conversations about sex. So we, we got a book, and with each of our kids, one at a time, um, we read through the book with them. And yeah. we highlighted certain passages ahead of time before we handed the book to them so that they knew that those passages were the ones we wanted to make sure that we talked about together. And then, you know, that child got to keep the book when we were done. What's interesting is one of our children really liked the conversation that we had. Another child seemed kind of indifferent and one child didn't really like the conversations all that much. So every child they has a different, different response. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is part of what keeps us on our toes as parents, right? We've got to keep responding to the unique child who's in front of us. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, if you know, for parents whose children haven't yet crossed that fourth, fifth, sixth grade line, um, I do recommend that if, if possible, you have not just one conversation, but a series of conversations yeah. because that creates a norm that sends the message that we can keep talking about this. So that's the first thing I would say. Um, The second thing that I would say, and and the reason that I asked Jim if it was your son bringing up the conversations with you or you with him, and Mm -hmm. and you said both, is, you know, when your child is, say, a late teenager, late high school, early college, um, intimacy and and good conversations are usually on their terms. Right. (laughs) It's not so much when I want to have a good conversation, it's when they want to have a good conversation, which means I... As a parent, I've got to be ready to drop everything. Even at 11 o'clock at night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> especially at 11 o'clock at night. Or yeah. especially when I've got a big deadline for work that I'm trying to hit, and that's when they want to talk. Or yeah. especially when I'm exhausted, and that's when they seem to want to explore something verbally with me. Whatever it might be. And so, um, you know, that's something that I'm continuing to learn. It's just how important it is when my child brings up something or seems just a little bit open to really prioritize the conversation then. And then I guess the third thing I would say when it comes to sex is, you know, as, as Dave and I think about Nathan, our, our 12th grader heading to college, um, as much as we would love that he feels comfortable talking to us about anything, we know that there are certain topics that he will feel more comfortable at times talking to a non-parent about. Um, and so we've already started talking with him about, you know, who's the adult that if you make a mistake, if you blow it, if there's something you need to talk through um, that you can go to, if you don't feel like you can come to us. I mean, Nathan, we would love for you to come That's to us. Good. Don't get me wrong, Nathan. We would love for you to come to us. But just in case, who's that adult? Mm-hmm. And, and we want him to know who that adult is. We're going to have him tell that adult ahead of time, hey, yeah. you're my go-to person. I like that. And so that Mark will know if Nathan texts at 1 o'clock in the morning that 
it's probably something important. So yeah. that's also part of the the system, the web of relationships we're trying to create. For that our is kids. really good. Um, you know, I've got to give a, a, a shout out to Jean because she is so good in the late night conversation. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a morning person. Yeah. I'm like, can you talk to your mom? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, really, right. I am not going to understand what you're saying anyway. <laughs> but Jean does a great job of that late night conversation. As Kara mentioned, it is a great idea to start these conversations early, and um, fourth, fifth, sixth grade may not be too early, but Denny, what if your child doesn't want to talk about dating and relationships? Like, ew, I don't like girls, or oh, I don't care, Daddy. I just, I just love him so much. How do you, how do you handle that as a parent? <laughs> well, it's really talking about the influence we have on one another. And one of the things that started early in our home was, uh, and I do this in counseling as well, is talking about being contributors rather than consumers in people's lives. Uh, and beginning to talk about the differences. A contributor is one that, that loves others for their sake and uh, helping kids be aware of that and, and pointing it back to Scripture where God said to love one another. It's one another everywhere. So you can start a study on one anothering hmm. that God has taught us throughout Scripture and how naturally we are consumers. We want things from people. Help your kids from an early age be aware of that. I'm going to do this so you like me, or I'm going to give you this because I know you can benefit me in this way. Help them be aware of that because that's going to go a long way in understanding how they handle friendships at the next stage, how they handle dating, how they handle what kids are saying to them, and just relationships in general. That one mindset can make a huge difference to the complexities of relationships. I would think asking questions is really, really helpful at this stage, right? I mean, this is a topic where if you ask enough questions, the right kinds of questions that don't box a kid in and make them feel defensive, if you offer that safety and that, hey, I want to know you, that's that bid for connection you've referred to time and again here. Yeah, that's great. Questions to them, but also helping them ask the questions that maybe they're not thinking about asking. Oh, yeah. About what, you know, what do I think that other person thinks about me? And they're wrestling with that. They don't know how to articulate it, especially that third, fourth grader. Help them articulate the questions that they may be pondering, but they don't know how to communicate. Well, for more help on uh, parenting preteens, we have a really rich uh, website that Danny and his team have uh, put together. And it includes a five-part video series called Preparing Your Kids for the Teen Years. Uh, Along with Jesse Manassian, Danny's going to offer some practical advice for talking with your kids about God's design for relationships and other important things that every preteen needs to be thinking about. Now, you can receive those videos when you click the link in the episode notes. And then we do recommend the book by Dr. Kara Powell that she co-wrote with Dr. Stephen Argue called Growing With, Every Parent's Guide to Helping Teenagers and Young Adults Thrive in Their Faith, Family, and Future. We'll send a copy of that along with a CD of our conversation uh, with Dr. Powell when you make a donation of any amount to Focus on the Family today. Donate and get that bundle of the book and CD uh, when you call 800-A-FAMILY or uh, you'll find details in the episode notes. Next time, advice on parenting with grace and truth when your child is struggling with their sexuality. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Danny and the team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Mm